And so we are painted by that broad brush where, quite frankly, every police officer is viewed as being negative or, or doing mischievous uh, or misconduct behavior. And that's not the case. That's not what I found. Hey, Black and Blue fam, welcome to the Black and Blue Podcast. But this is the streetlight version of the show, where I take the, the podcast out of the studio and into the streets. My name is Dale, and I'm the host. Thank you for joining me today. Right now, today, I am at the Cal State University San Bernardino Police Department, and I got a very special guest to share with you today. But before we get into that, hey, make sure you click those like, subscribe, and bell icons right down here on my YouTube channel, or rate the Black and Blue Podcast five stars if you listen to me on your favorite podcast platform. And make sure you check me out on any one of my social media pages. You can find me everywhere at Black and Blue US. So like I said, I'm here with a very special guest. This is the Chief of Police of the Cal State San Bernardino, uh, Cal State University San Bernardino Police Department. Everyone, please help me welcome to the show, Chief John Gutierrez. All right. How you doing, sir? I'm all right. And yourself? All right. All right. I'm good. All right. I'm good. Did, did I say that last name right? Oh, you got it right. Okay. All yeah, right. You got all right. It right. How, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm doing great. Okay. Okay. So what's your day like today out here in Cal State San Bernardino? Well, today we're just trying to stay dry. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been raining. As you know, we've had mm -hmm. lots of rain, uh, yep. some snow. Um, and so we're just trying to stay dry. Try to make sure we don't have any flood incidents, uh, but for the most part, all's good. Yeah, we're gonna get some more rain today, so. Yeah, we are. Yes, keep those sandbags and, and <laughs> the right. raincoats handies and umbrellas and all right. that. All That's right. right. All right. So you were the chief of police out here. How, how long have you been here? So I've been here now two years, mm -hmm. uh, just about two years. And prior to that, I was with San Bernardino City Schools for about five years. And then prior to that, I spent about 20 or so years, 25 years in Los Angeles with the Los Angeles School Police Department. Oh, wow. Okay. So you got a lot of information and knowledge in, in school <laughs> policing and educational-based yeah. policing. Yeah. yeah. What drew you to that kind of policing? Well, you know, that's a great question. I started my uh, career with the state um, as a state officer. And after a couple of years of service there, I lateraled over to the Los Angeles School Police. Um, and I think it's been a rewarding career ever since. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. What was kind of the, the, the big selling points of getting into educational-based policing? Well, I think it's the opportunity you have for true uh, engagement with students, having the ability to have a positive impact on the future of our generation um, and be able to steer them in the right way, especially when you take a look at the fact that we have a lot of fatherless homes mm -hmm. where we just don't you know, have a father standing in the gap with their own child. So therefore, working for in an educa educational-based policing environment, you have that opportunity to stand in the gap. You have that opportunity to really mentor, engage, and really steer folks in the right direction and just have some, again, true uh, community engagement. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And you kind of like that kind of environment better than, say, municipal policing where you kind of get to yeah. deal with the youth a little bit? Well, yeah, I think the municipal-based policing, as you know, years pass. Um, you could find a juvie really to commit as many crimes, but if you look around today, even our municipal agencies are dealing mm -hmm. with a lot of juvenile-related crime. Yeah. So, you know, I think having the municipal piece, that there are some similarities, right? We're, we're going to go to the call, take the report, we're going to try to solve people's problem. But sometimes that follow-up, it's like drawing a circle. Uh, when you're at the municipal, you draw the circle like halfway, you don't really get to complete it. And I think when you're working for a university or an educational-based policing, you kind of get to complete that circle all the way because you get to go back, follow up, and again, mentor students. So those yeah, are the differences. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. And Cal State San Bernardino, that's part of the Cal State system. Correct. How, how many schools are there? So there's 22 other CSUs besides mm -hmm. this one. We're part of a 23 uh, CSU uh, system-wide family. And each of our systems have its own independent uh, university police department. Oh, okay. So it's mm -hmm. not just one department right. where they can transfer you around. You actually, Correct. your own our entity. own standalone, yes, our own standalone entity, but they, we do have system-wide policies and we are able to work at those stations if they need additional resources. We send resources there or vice versa, they send resources here. Okay, all right. And mm -hmm. are they all about the same size or? Uh, some are bigger um, than we are, but in total, I think there's 453 uh, university police officers in our system statewide. Mm -hmm. And the way that's broken down, they each have their own chief, deputy chief, their own rank structure, and then their officers. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. And how, how many are here? Here we have 19 that are here, and we're constantly recruiting to uh, increase our number of police officers. Okay. So right. if you know someone that's looking for a job <laughs> or a career in law enforcement, yeah. hey, tell them this is the way to go. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, because it's, it's, you know, it's a state job, right? Yep, it's yep. a state job, great uh, medical benefits. A great rewarding career you have the ability to still do good police work but you also have the ability to really engage with folks and really shape the lives of some of our future so yeah absolutely yeah. and Cal State San Bernardino is kind of known for what was sort of uh, educational backgrounds is, is kind of big for, for well, San Bernardino over here yeah well we're we're very diverse in, in terms of our population. Mm -hmm. uh, We're the one of the largest uh, higher educational institution representing San Bernardino and Riverside. Of course, there's UCR, but representing San Bernardino, uh, San Bernardino and um, Riverside. Yeah. And also, we have 80% um, of our students are first-time uh, graduates, first-time yeah. students, right, um, in their family, first-generation students to come to college in their family. So that's huge. Uh, but our in terms of minorities, we have about a 5% African-American population, so we're constantly trying to do outreach um, to our African-American community to let them know that the state is one of the most affordable educations that they'll find anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. How, how big is the school? Uh, there's 23,000 students, oh, wow. uh, 2,000 or 2,100 or 2,300 uh, staff, and we go from San Bernardino all the way to our Palm Desert campus in Palm Springs. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you got uh, off-site campuses as well. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it's like a little city it's on its own. It's a little city. Yeah. yeah. We have yeah. businesses. We have folks who live here, students that is. Mm -hmm. We have our Casulas Arena where we host a lot of our sports, uh, basketball. No football, but we have basketball, we have soccer, we have baseball. So we have a lot of the major sports here. Okay. All right. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like a like a good job. And but I, you know, I gotta ask this. 
Do you always get the, well, you guys are university cops. What are you guys doing out here? You can't arrest me sort of sort of stuff? You know, that's a great question. I I don't think that's as prevalent any, anymore. Really? They just see the police as the police, you know. Yeah. They don't, it used to be back in the day, it's like, you know, or if I was at San Bernardino City Schools or LA Unified, it's like, hey, what are you doing? You can't, t you can't say nothing to me. You're a school cop. Yeah. Uh, you don't really get that anymore. I think people just view the police as the police. Yeah. And if they want to run, they're going to run, and it's, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. And on the back side, of, on the flip side of that, when you said they view the police as the police, how are you guys dealing with you know all the things that's been going on in law enforcement right now with the ever since 2020 with George Floyd? Yeah. So for us, our campus community has been great uh, to work with with respect to what happened in George Floyd. I think it's an educational opportunity for us within our organization to sit down with our community and explain to them what they just saw and process it together because it's equally as disturbing for us right. as police officers as it is for them viewing it. Um, and so we want to make sure that we send the right message that we let our community know that we don't we can we don't condone what we saw happen. Just like with Tyrese Nickel, we don't we don't condone that right, right that type of behavior. But if we don't sit down and we don't educate our campus community, then they will never know. They'll think that that's tolerated, and we simply don't tolerate that here in our department. Yeah, yeah. Now you are in the city of San Bernardino, which is a pretty active city. Does some of that kind of spill over onto the campus? It, it does. Uh, as you know, uh, Chief Darren Goodman's doing a really good job, I think, in my yeah, opinion. Um, really turning the city around from the way it was before where crime was just afoot. There is still crime, but I think we are now turning the corner. You see more of a more unified command to address some of these challenges, whether it's homelessness, whether it's crime in the city, whether it's mental health. Mental health. Um, you see a more unified approach. And he's actually uh, set the tone for what he wants his department to be, which, as you know, is a standard of excellence is what he want. Mm -hmm. And so I have that same shared vision that we'll have a standard of excellence within this department and it will be professionals and we will represent right, but we will work in partnership with County Fire, with our sheriff, Shannon Dykus, with Darren Goodman, our partners in probation to really turn this city around and make it better. Yeah, yeah. And the campus as well. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yep, yep. Because we know that that our community is coming. We want them to come to, to our campus. Education is a way out for so many. Yeah. Um, versus just having something, nothing to do, just standing idle. So, right, right. Yeah. And you don't want that stigma as well when they, you know, they've got a bunch of schools that they can choose from when they got, right. you know, Long Beach yep. and, and they've got uh, Dominguez Hills and all that. Yep. And if they say San Bernardino, they was, oh, I've heard about San Bernardino, yep. but that's kind of changing, right? Yeah, we're, we're turning that around. We have a great athletic director, Chelsea Harmon. Uh, Chelsea Harmon did a fantastic job. So if you take a look at what we're doing in our athletic programs, which you, if you look at our academic uh, uh, programs, we're doing, we're doing really well. And I think we are collectively, as an educational institution with the university, as well as the police department, really turning things around for our community here. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what got you into law enforcement? I know you know, <laughs> you know, as a as a man of color, you yeah. know, it wasn't always the the profession of choice, but you know, you you did it and you excelled in it. What what kind of got you in it? So, what got me into it, Dale? It's great that you asked that question. It's pretty interesting. Um, as a young man growing up in South LA, I was stopped like much of our community members by the police, um, and I don't think that we have a problem being stopped. It's just that how we're treated during that stop right. or the yeah. questions and answers that may arise from that. But for me in South LA, I was stopped by, you know, some good partners of mine who are in LAPD. It wasn't these folks, right? It was folks way before them. And I felt like the treatment was just not just. Mm -hmm. And so I, I recall a time where I went home and I shared with my father what happened. 
they took me home. I'm in the backseat of the police car. And he said, that's not my son. And at the end of that contact, where they were taking me to jail, they took me back to my car. When I got back home, my dad said, you can't be so frustrated that you want to go down and talk to a supervisor, which I did. I knew a supervisor. He said, you just got to join them. So once mm. I joined the profession, he said, that's how you change it from the inside. So when I walked into the profession, I was thinking that you were going to just find a whole bunch of police officers just doing a lot of bad, a lot of wrong things. But yeah. what I found was quite the opposite. There was more police officers doing great things that just don't get told. Yeah. And so we are painted by that broad brush where, quite frankly, every police officer is viewed as being negative or, or doing mischievous mm -hmm. uh, or misconduct behavior. And that's not the case. That's not what I found. Yeah, absolutely. But right. that doesn't get to generate the clicks. That it doesn't don't. generate the likes, you know, the right. likes and, yeah. and, and the views and all that. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to report. That's it's always been like that. Yeah. You know, the media is going to focus yeah. on the negative. Is, yeah. You know, not not the Black and Blue podcast. but Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Black and Blue podcast is number one in the nation for reporting good information. And that's yeah, why I'm, that's proud, I'm proud to sit here with you today, like uh, many of our other that. law enforcement leaders. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So. What is your vision for your department? I know you've been the chief here for a little while. What's your vision for your department? Well, you know, thanks for that. I, I had the opportunity and been and blessed and fortunate to really stand on the shoulder, shoulders of some good leaders that led this organization prior to me. So really what I want to do is capitalize off the good things that they've done, the good work. And I really want to challenge that inner channel, that energy to say that, hey, we will be a police department of substance. We'll be professional. And we will treat people with dignity and respect and we will never lose sight of someone's humanity or their dignity and that we will be a caring and engaging police department. We don't have all the answers to everything, but we will partner with some of the best professionals in the world to deliver the best uh, service possible to our campus community. Absolutely. And that's the way to go about yeah. all that, because we're in a we're in a tough time right now. It's, it's, yeah. it's tough to get people to want to be police officers. Um, you know, you're here to prime recruiting ground at, at yeah. college campuses. Right. What's, uh, what's the feeling here on college campuses about law enforcement? Well, our students love our actually our police interaction. They want to see more of us. They want more engagement, which is, you know, when you take a look at everything that's happening in society, that's kind of like the flip from what you see elsewhere. Yeah. So it's truly a blessing to have that. But what they really want too, is they want to make sure that we're responsible, that we're accountable, that we're transparent. And then we're listening to them. So we sit down at every opportunity of the globe and we sit, listen, and we learn from our campus community. And we make adjustments like we would be tuning a car, right? If the car's not running right, you gotta take it in for some adjustments. So we're constantly adjusting our service delivery model to meet the needs of our campus. Okay, all right, all right. And as you know, are you getting people from the community that actually apply to be you know, police officers here? Sure, so because we're in a recruitment and retention crisis, not just here within CSUSB, uh, but across the nation, yep. across California, yep. we have to be more skilled and much more innovative with respect to how we recruit folks. So I drafted a proposal that I submitted to our vice president, Sam Sadaker, a phenomenal leader, basically saying that we want to start our um, career pathway, if you would, that basically we say, we call it the best cops come from within CSUSB, where we partner with our School of Criminology and Criminal Justice Program. Mm -hmm. We recruit uh, our students right out of there. So right as they graduate, they go from their graduation, their commencement to the cadet program into the police academy. Okay. We just graduated two from that program on March 9th. We have one going on March 27th, a young lady. And so, so far it's working out just well. All right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, so we also did, we, we went out to Super Sunday 
where we went out to work with our faith-based community to basically share this type of information with our community in hopes of soliciting more folks from our campus community and our faith-based community. All right, all right. So, so does the police department and, and the campus community in general, do you go outside the campus to kind of talk about, you know, what's going on in the community as well? Sure. Outside of the campus? Yeah, absolutely. And you can, most of your audience can find us if they're following us on our social media page. They can see exactly what we're doing. So we're engaged in recruitment fairs off campus. We're engaged on campus. And everywhere we go and we take this Cal State patch, we're basically a representative of our university and we're a representative of this police department. Right, so we're right. recruiting folks for school, <laughs> and most importantly, we're, we're you know, um, recruiting folks to serve in their community. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. All right. So what's kind of, you know, now that you're the chief of police and, you know, everything rides on your shoulders, yeah. what's, what's kind of the most challenging part of your job right now? Well, it's, uh, I'd probably say the most challenging part is filling these vacancies. Um, and that's because you got to find the right folks to wear this badge. Mm -hmm. Only 1% of America get to wear it. And so we want to make sure that those who wear this badge pretty much are the best and the brightest of our community because we're asking them to co-sponsor safety with our community. Yeah. There's nothing worse than putting someone in this badge or this uniform that doesn't, uh, that doesn't need to be there and then they harm our community. So I think that's the most challenging because you're basically recruiting from society. You're recru recruiting from the human race. So you, you want to give folks a chance, but you don't want to be overly critical, but you want to make sure that you are following all of the things that are set forth in Government Code 1031 with respect to recruiting and putting police officers in this, this position. Right, right. And, and that's a big debate we, I was just having with a uh, couple other officers about mm -hmm. talking about, you know, lowering standards or raising yeah. standards, keeping standards the same, even in this time where we, we're hurting for bodies. What, yeah. What's your stance on that? We got to hold a line. Hold the line. Yeah, we got to go. hold the line. We got to keep the standards. Um, we can do everything we can to mentor folks through this program, uh, to get them over the hurdles they're facing. But I think when we start to lower the standards, then we start to lower our expectations in whatever we get um, or whatever we accept what we tolerate at that point, because we've tolerated lowering the standards. We want to make sure that we are mentoring, that we are facilitating the best in skill set to help folks get over those hurdles. But we cannot, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, just ar arbitrarily lower the standards. Right. We've seen agencies do it, um, and I think when they do that, the return on their investment will later on come back and haunt them. And not in every case, but in some cases. And it only takes one to tarnish this badge. One sure. incident can tarnish this badge. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to be on a case-by-case -case basis, right? Yeah. You know, there's, there's something, um, some standards that post, you know, here in California will allow and won't allow. And then, mm -hmm. you know, there's some that's, you know, recommended and, and mm -hmm. you have the, the discretion to do. And if you have that discretion and, and you go, you know, a little bit too much, yeah. like you just said, it can come yeah. back to, to haunt you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So as a chief, what, what's kind of the more rewarding part of your job nowadays? Well, the most rewarding part of the job is always when you can hire somebody, right? And you can give them a job, you can help them connect to the profession or their dream. Um, promoting folks, right? That's always the uh, highlight of probably any police chief's um, career. But I think the downside of their career is when you have to hold folks accountable. That's something we don't have a problem doing, but it's not the most rewarding part of a police right. chief's career but we do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I'm sure the most rewarding part is, you know, leaving your mark, your legacy, yeah. uh, you know, in the yeah. policies and things Correct. of that nature here. Yeah, absolutely. So what I like to say is I'm trying to do legacy work 
um, work that our campus community will be proud of, that our partners in the region, whether it's San Bernardino PD, whether it's the Sheriff's Department, whether it's uh, Redlands or Rialto or Ontario, that they know that there's a leader within this campus community, within this police department, who gets it, who is making sure that uh, we are putting the right people in the right seats uh, within our organization and that we're supporting people. Um, uh, I think that's probably one of the most uh, rewarding things I'd like to see that, um, you know, I can't stop some of the things that may be said, right? Like they didn't hire enough people probably, yeah. or whatever that looks like. Yeah. But what I can do is make sure that the, of the people we hire, they're the ones that the community want to see. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you said, you know, we're, all of us are in that recruitment yeah. uh, stage right now. Do you find that the people that come to your department, they stay, or is it kind of more uh, of a stepping stone for them? Or what, what do you find here, the people that yeah. you're getting? That's a, that's a really great question, because I think our department historically have always hired laterals. Um, and so they've already ended a career after 20 years or 22 years. And now they come here and they want to do five years. So they would do five years or so and then they would move on. What I'm trying to do is have a fine balance to that. Where we don't mind laterals, we also wanna have um, folks who are gonna be within our, our profession for a while. So we wanna basically hire folks who'll do a 20 year career here, who will know everyone in our campus community because they've been here for so long. Versus someone who's like maybe half invested because they've already retired and this is a second retirement. Where they're valued because of the experience they bring there's also value in hiring someone from who who just wants to connect to their career dream. Yeah. So I haven't had anyone leave yet because of that. Most of the ones who are here want to be here because of the great benefits. Uh, you don't have to run and gun all day long, so to speak, and you get to do some true community engagement. So yeah, yeah, yeah. On the flip side of that, do you find say laterals that it did yeah, have done 20 years somewhere else? And they think they come here and it's going to be kicked back and, and they just don't want to yeah. do anything? Is yeah, that, yeah. I've, saw, I've seen that. Yeah. And, and that's harmful to the community, right? Yeah. Because they, the, the, the community, when they call the police, they don't quite get it. They don't know that you're a lateral. They don't know that you've retired from somewhere else. They just know that they're looking for a service. So we're looking for folks who are not jaded, but someone who really wants to come and be a part of something great. And that's something that's beyond their self, right? That's what we're looking for. All right, all right. And how, how much longer are you looking to, to do? Well, I have 32 years now, so uh, as long as God, yeah, as long <laughs> as long as long as uh, God continue to bless me with good health and I'm making a difference and I'm, we're being impactful, then I'll stay around. But I won't overstay. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I'm not making a difference, then we will find someone that this university will be proud of, our department will be proud of to, con to continue to lead us. Succession planning, that's yeah. what they call that, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What's your command structure like? Right now I have uh, just myself. I have to recruit now for a captain, a lieutenant, and start to fill those other structures. Some of those folks retired. They've served honorably, but they've now moved on. They've retired. Mm -hmm. so. Right. You looking to do that from within, or how does that work? Yeah, so I, I want to make sure that as I look to make these promotions that I take a look at the talent we have within the organization because I believe that sometimes we could so, be so busy looking out that window that we overlook the talent that's within the organization. So I want to make sure that I look at our talent inside as well as recruit some talent from outside. So Okay. And you mentioned that you came from San Bernardino City Schools before you were here. Correct. What's your, what's your relationship, your department's relationship now with that old department? We have a great working relationship with San Bernardino City Schools, a great partnership with Chief Polino and Assistant Chief Donahue and all the men and women there. Um, they support us and we support them. So. 
couldn't have asked for a better partnership uh, um, and uh, a better person to co-sponsor policing with in the region other than them, San Bernardino PD, San Bernardino uh, Valley College Police mm -hmm. as well. Oh, okay, all right. And you all have the same mission of, you know, protecting students um, yeah. and they're you know, kind of a feeding ground Correct. for, you know, their students coming into Correct. Cal State San Bernardino. Yeah. So it's a symbiotic relationship yeah. right there, right? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Hey, I, I appreciate you sitting down with me and, <laughs> and having this conversation, yeah. you know, and, you know, what, what's your department look like? Does it kind of mirror the, the community, the campus community? In terms of diversity? Yeah. Yes, we have. Uh, if you look at our, if we look like Walmart. Like we, Walmart? We look like Walmart. We're all in we there. We got right? old folks at the, yeah. at the door. That's right. Hey, hey, West, <laughs> hey, hey, old folks bring value, right? Yeah, they so do. They I'm, bring, I'm kind of yeah. there myself. Oh, yeah. me too. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, they bring value. They bring wisdom. But our department looks like basically a Walmart. If you walk in there, we have our Asian community. We have our African-American community, our Hispanic community, our white community. So I think we are constantly taking a look at diversity because diversity is important. It's important to understanding the culture. It's important to understanding history, right, in, in terms of how we provide a service to our community. Um, so we are constantly um, uh, being socially aware and uh, socially competent with respect to diversity, equity, and inclusion yeah. for our troops. And college campuses historically have been breeding grounds yeah. for for um, protest Correct. and speaking your mind. Yeah. And this is kind of where yeah. they where they learn yeah. you know, their political affiliations yeah. and, and things of that nature. What, yeah. How's that work with with you guys and and allowing them their, their freedom of speech and, and yeah. protest and all that? Well, we were su we support everyone's constitutional rights to uh, free speech. Um, and we try to work with the group organizers. I'm not a stranger to working with organizers from protests from Los Angeles to San Bernardino to here at CSUSB. So we make sure that we work with the organizers, get an understanding. We have a free uh, speech uh, and advocacy policy that we ask them to go by. They seek a permit and they're able to go out there and peacefully disseminate their information. But what we try to have them do is make sure that they, some people will be receptive of the information and others won't. We just ask that you don't impede them, that you allow them to continue on to their classes um, so that there's no, um, uh, you're not forcing whatever it is you're, whatever you're trying to do onto them, right? right? They're adults, they can make an intelligent decision and if they say no, I think no's no. There's plenty of folks who will stop, listen, and you know, support them, but it's just those when they impede their uh, free movement is when we have a problem. But we haven't had any here, no problems like that at all. Okay. Right. Just some minor stuff lately, yeah. but nothing major. Yeah. You did mention right now when you said they are adults. Yeah. And But you came from, you know, an, an environment where yeah. they were mostly juveniles. Yeah. Um, you know, here and there you might get some 18-year-olds or some uh, some developmentally yeah. delayed people that were, you know, over 18 as well. But what's that transition been like for you? Well, the transition for me has been great because when I started my career, I only messed around with adults. Adults, were pretty, they were the ones generating all the radio calls. It was foreign if you saw them calling a minor. If you flip that today, I'd say about 95% of the radio calls all deal with minors in some type of way. So coming from San Bernardino City Schools where we're engaging with minors, I think you're just cognizant of the fact that they're minors. You're trying to give them second chance opportunities to get it right. You exercise a lot more patience and restraints, and we still do the same with adults, but adults are a little bit more, um, they're a lot more controlled, contained, right, calm, and 
Uh, they have a sense of purpose. Their purpose is their education. Mm -hmm. Their purpose isn't causing malicious mischief like maybe some of our youth might be because they're still in the developmental stages and they're still right. learning. So I think those are some of the differences. All right. And another big thing on college campuses, of course, is, you know, binge drinking and yeah. drug usage. Yeah. What, what's your philosophy or, or how do you guys combat that? So we have a, our crime prevention uh, team, which is headed by uh, Sergeant Harrington, and we have uh, Detective Scott Aponte. And each one of our officers are engaged with different educational opportunities to present to our students, whether it's through PSAs about the awareness of what, drinking and driving or binge drinking or uh, fentanyl, you know, and things like That's that. Available. We are constantly sharing information or doing some type of presentation. And uh, we haven't had any of that on our campus since I've been here. So it's actually pretty, pretty much a blessing. I, I won't say it's completely attributed to the educational piece that we're doing. It's just I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. But because I haven't seen it doesn't mean we don't engage in the presentations, right, to raise that awareness. Right, right. So no fentanyl ODs and... Yeah, we did have um, about maybe three incidents I can recall uh, over last year mm -hmm. where we had some students that had something that was laced with fentanyl. At least we believe it was laced with fentanyl based on, uh, um, based on the overall episode, so to speak. But uh, we do a, a uh, education. We're working with the DEA to share information. We put information on our social media uh, um, pages. And we also have opportunities like coffee with a cop, pizza with a cop, movie night with, a, with an officer type of thing where we can share that information so that we are raising the awareness. So I think it's because of that, it's low. But yeah. it's, with fentanyl, you just have to always be on guard. You cannot always. let your guard yep. down because they're finding new ways to introduce it into our systems and to folks. So we have to constantly be updated. Up, do your officers update. carry Narcan? Or? We do. All yeah. of our officers carry Narcan. They have Narcan training as well as uh, first aid CPR, AED training, and, and more, so. Okay, all right, yep, yeah. you gotta, gotta stay on top of that. Yeah. And uh, DUI, I'm sure, is, is another thing that you guys are working yeah. to, to combat. Yeah, DUIs, we don't get many here on campus, but because there's some different bars or different places that are scattered out within our immediate area, so we'll be looking to work with us, uh, Chief Darren Goodman's team on some of the DUI checkpoints to kind of raise our awareness and see if we can help um, with the combat of DUI so that we're not um, seeing that on our campus. We're not having a whole family wiped out because someone drove through an intersection under yeah. the influence of an, of an uh, alcoholic or some type of other substance abuse. Absolutely. All right. Well, was, like I said, it was it was great sitting down yeah. with you and, and having some, some information spread to, to yeah. me and my viewers and listeners yeah. as well. But, uh, yeah. hey, you're not done. Like, you know how right. we do well, here. I know how we do. Yeah, you know how All we right. do here. Black or blue? 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 Come on. This is my black or blue game, and your category today <laughs> is my name is this, but I go by that. Cool. And that's because right now it's the NCAA tournament, right? Okay. So that's uh, the college basketball tournament, yeah. and you being here at a college campus, I am going to show you a mascot, okay. and hopefully you can pick out the school. I'm going to give you some choices. Okay. I'm not just going to you know, leave you out there hanging, uh, but hopefully that you can pick out what school that mascot belongs to, all right? So, all right. All right, so you ready for your first one here? That's college nicknames. All right, here's your first one here. The Spartans, is that from Alabama University, Northwestern University, Furman University, or Michigan State? I'm gonna go with uh, Michigan. Michigan State, that is correct, yes. 
the Michigan State Spartans. See, right. see you off to a resounding start there. Yeah, so I will. It's gonna be just like that, Chief. Yeah, just like that. I will crash and burn the rest of this. <laughs> we'll, we'll help you. We'll help you along here. All right, here's your next one here. How about the Broncos? The Broncos, look at that logo there. Are they from UC Santa Barbara, University of Miami, Boise State, or Arizona State? I'm going with Boise. That is, that is correct. That is Boise State. All right, see, just like that, just like that. All right, here's your next one here. How about the Cougars? The Cougars, are they from Houston University, Marquette University, the University of Vermont, or Northern Kentucky University? That's tough. I'm going to go with Northern Kentucky. Oh, but I mean, correct. Oh. They are the Houston, Houston Cougars. All right. The Houston Cougars. I think they were number one seed there in the tournament, yeah. too. So you follow college, college, oh, yeah. follow college basketball? Yeah, every, every, every chance I get. Yeah. But it's, it's been busy right now. So. Yeah, I know you're busy. Yeah. You're busy. All right. How about the Antelopes? The Lopes. Are they from Western Virginia University, the University of Maryland, Grand Canyon University, or Virginia University? Wow. I'm going to say they're from, uh, I'm going to go with Western. We might, we might go with GC. Is that what you said? That sounds good to All me. All right, Grand Canyon. That is good. There you go. <laughs> sounds good. Grand Canyon University. Yeah, they, I think they're out in, uh, where are they at? Arizona. In Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, how about the Hawkeyes? We should know this one. The Hawkeyes, are they from University of Iowa, Texas A&M, Kent State University, or Baylor University? I'm going with Texas A&M. Oh, Chief, no. come on. They're the Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa? Hey, I only know about the Yotes. <laughs> I, I know about us Yotes. All right. Well, hey, hey, only a couple for you. For you. Um, the Bison. The Bison. Oh, yeah, are bison. they from Florida Atlantic, Providence, Howard University, or Penn State University? Wow. I'm going to go with uh, the HBCU. Is that what you're going with? Yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah, Howard University. All right. University. I like that. <laughs> the <laughs> Howard Bison. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that would yeah. be a tough one, though. But yeah, yeah, the Howard Bison. Yeah, they were in the tournament. I think they got they got blown out in the first round. But yeah, the Howard Bison. All right. The Aztecs. How about the Aztecs? You should know that one. Are they from University of Arkansas, San Diego State, Indiana University, or Xavier University? Aztecs. I, I can't call. I can't recall them. But I can take De a stab. Deductive, deductive reasoning. Are, are, there yeah. probably wouldn't be too many yeah. Aztecs in Arkansas. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they're probably going to be with uh, maybe Indiana. Oh, come on, Chief. You no. meant San Diego, right? Hey. <laughs> Ain't that what I said? Yeah, that's exactly what you said. Mexicans, Mexican Aztecs. That's true. <laughs> You'd have thought I know that one, right? <laughs> No, I didn't know that one. All right, we'll, we'll get you through here. Um, the Blue Devils, the Blue Devils. You got to know this one. Are they no. from Iona, Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Texas Christian, or Duke? I'm going with uh, uh, Duke. Yeah, they are the Duke, Duke Blue Devils, all right? Probably not the uh, Texas Christian Blue Devils. They probably wouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Someone would be wrong with that picture. Yeah, how about the Tigers? There's a bunch of Tigers, but would they be from Ohio State? From the University of Georgia, from Stanford, or from Princeton? Georgia. Georgia is the Bulldogs, so you oh. meant you meant Princeton, right? The Princeton Tigers. 
Oh, y'all's gonna crash and burn. No, nah, no, nah, you're doing good. How about the Bruins? How about the UCLA. Bruins? Are they from UCLA, UC San Diego, UC Irvine, or UC Davis? That's UCLA. It is UCLA. John UCLA Thomas Bruins. down there, yeah. Yes, yes, he was uh, formerly at uh, yeah. USC, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right. Um, the Raiders, I don't know why I threw this one at you, but uh, are they from Mississippi State, Creighton, University of Illinois, or Colgate? Mm. Colgate. Colgate is it? Yes, they're the Colgate Raiders. I wouldn't have gotten that one either. <laughs> yeah, that's but the Colgate Raiders. A uh, couple more. How about the Golden Eagles? The Golden Eagles are they from Oral Roberts, Purdue, Montana State, or Kentucky? I'm gonna go with the uh, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, indeed. Yep. The Golden Eagles of Oral Roberts. I'm like, they ain't even got a team. I guess they do. And you got to know this one. The, the Coyotes. CSU Come on, you got this one. That's, Are that's they CSU it. Long Beach, CSU LA, CSU Northridge, or CSU San Bernardino? That's CSU San Bernardino. That is CSU San <laughs> Bernardino. Right. Yes, yes. All right. Cal State San Bernardino, Coyotes, the Yotes. Yep. And yes, my name is this, but I go by that. I think you got more right than you got wrong, so we're going to call you the winner. All I do is win, win. All right. All right. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate it again. This is yeah. this is real fun. This is real fun. Yeah. How about some words of wisdom before we get you out of here for the for the audience? Words of wisdom. We need to uh, we need to come together. We need to be unified as one, and we need to uh, really just love on each other and stop with the hate, um, and and start lifting our community up. We're better than what we see. And we just need to make sure that we're lifting each other up. We hear each other, respect each other, but let's be better for each other. Yeah, yep. And you so. say you, you're a busy man and that you didn't really didn't have time to watch the tournament. Yeah. What, what do you like to do on your off time? I like to read. I like to run. I haven't been running lately. You can tell by this dearth, right? <laughs> I haven't been I, running I lately. Nothing but, to the uh, fact. But, uh, you know, I'm an avid runner, so I like that. But I like to read. Um, I'm going to start the doctoral program, so that's going to be more reading, more writing, more yeah. everything, right? So... But I just you what's know, your, like what's your emphasis going to be? Public administration. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good but luck. you know, I just love hanging around my family. I love my my daughter, my wife. So everything's good. All right. Yeah. yeah life yeah. is good. Keep it so, going. Yeah. All right, Chief. Appreciate All right. you. Thank you, my brother. Thank God you. bless you. All right. Keep it up. The best podcast in the nation. That's it. Back black and blue. Black and blue. Black and blue. That's right. <laughs> appreciate All right. you. All right. All right. Take care. You got it. Cool. Yo, that's what's up. I really appreciate that conversation I had over here at Cal State University San Bernardino with Chief John Gutierrez. If you guys enjoyed that conversation as well, hey, make sure you click those like, subscribe, and bell icons on my YouTube channel or uh, rate me five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now. I really appreciate John Gutierrez, Chief uh, Gutierrez, allowing me into his facility, into his office here. Um, hey, this is Black and Blue Street Life. I take the podcast out of the studio and into the streets. Again, my name is Dale, Black and Blue Street Life. Till then, next time, I'm out. Peace. This has been a Matrix Entertainment presentation.